Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Wrestle City Radio. This is episode number three of Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. We thank you very much for joining us here tonight. Of course, we, I am uh, joined along with my sister from another mister, Lollipop Queen. Christina, how are you? Perfect. Here in the flesh, next to you, George, doing it in our um, not completely uh, put-together studio, but happy to be here anyway. Well, I'm happy to have you here alongside with me. But, uh, guys, uh, please, again, bear with us for as... Like Christina just said, it is still a construction in process. Um, we still have to install a lot of things here in the studio, uh, including a working desk, including uh, a nice little space for Christina to put her, her bouquet of lollipops. According, <laughs> Perfectly right here on our table in um, uh, a Mitch potted plant thing that came in the first uh, plant crate. But I couldn't grow, uh, I think it was a bamboo plant it came with, but I couldn't grow it because I don't have that caring nature to me to grow living things. <laughs> so right now it just, it holds uh, all of my lollipops. Well, yeah, folks, if you're not, obviously you're not here to witness this, but for real, she has a bouquet of lollipops. <laughs> a bouquet of lollipops, yes. Uh, uh and thank you, Q Card Guy, for coming into the office on time. As always, we appreciate that, even though you're states away, but you're always there to make us look good. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Now, guys, uh, again, this is Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night number three, uh, as we've had plenty of people uh, come on to our show to appreciate women and what they do in this business. Um, again, this was an idea, actually. Uh, thrown around when uh, Miss Millie Cruz was still on board with us, uh, and we did it out of respect for her towards uh, the respect of this business in women in general. Uh, now, of course, she works for Legion's Media, our partner, but we are very, very proud to give these women, you know, the opportunity that they, you know, that they so deserve in this business to have a time to speak their stories. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, Christina, we have had women aside from women's appreciation nights come on our program to speak their stories and all that stuff. But this is a monthly thing that we do to honor those women in our business, whether you're young or you're a veteran or not. And that's what we have here today with, of course, great stars like the Native American Desi Derrada. And of course, who can ever surpass the, the unexpected, the, the ever so wild fun-loving when she wants to be, but also crazy, Sue Young. I have such a girl crush on Sue. I've seen her pretty much at every independent show down here uh, as possible, and I have a total girl crush on her. <laughs> I don't think she knows it, but if she does, she knows now. 
Well, it, 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 you, I guess you have something to confess when she comes on the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that, Christina just gave off that little innocent. Uh, uh, and look at look how nice Desi Dorada is. She's even saying like, "Hey, are you excited?" I'm like, "Of course, I'm excited." So basically, Desi, of course, we are excited to hear from you. You will be coming on in just a few moments. But let's, of course, talk some things about women's wrestling right now. Guys, <coughs> hmm. oh, my God. I'm trying not to, okay? I have, I have a lot of issues. I'm still going, get, getting over a little cough here. I apologize, folks. Uh, I'll be coughing on and off. I apologize. Um, but basically, guys, uh, again, uh, you know, we will be talking to Desi Dorada, Sue Young, in just a few moments here. But also, guys, we need to talk some business when it comes to, uh, to women's wrestling. As we found out last week, uh, you know, that they announced the Mania matches uh, coming up for WrestleMania. They have announced officially uh, that Bayley will be defending her championship against not just Charlotte at WrestleMania, but against her best friend, of course, in Sasha Banks. And then on the SmackDown side, you're going to see... Alexa Bliss defending her championship against every available SmackDown women's wrestler. Christina, talking about a huge cardio workout for these two women in those two divisions, Mm -hmm. those are not little pushover matches, man. No, they're, you know, it's a jam-packed show, especially, you know, when you have uh, a brand spread like they do now, it's, you know, WrestleMania is, what, like four hours long? Yeah. It's kind of... um, you know, a little difficult to make sure that both shows have the showcase that they need, um, especially for the women's division. Um, you know, I kind of did expect them to do at least uh, a triple threat or a fatal four way or battle royal of some kind, just to kind of give all the women, um, you know, their time to shine and their time to be, you know, on the WrestleMania stage. Um, I definitely am looking forward to both of them. Um, Probably a little bit more of the raw women side, mm-hmm. just because it is just like the three of them that I, you know, I enjoy highly all three of their work. And, you know, if, you know, Alexa Bliss is defending it against every available SmackDown, you know, women starts like, you know, I understand the reasoning why is to give everyone the time that they need. But it's also like, you know, too many cooks in one kitchen sort of situation. Yeah, but let me let me stop you real quick there. I'm okay. I respect the fact that you're looking forward to the Raw women's match, but I'm looking forward to the SmackDown match. And here's I understand you say that, oh, there's too many, you know, too many to deal with, you know, too many names. But when it comes to matches like that, is when you tend to get surprised the most. And yes, we got, you know, veterans from Mickey James all the way down to Naomi, who's the former champion that never lost her title, that basically was, you know, stripped of the championship due to her knee injury. Is she, she's not going to be cleared in time. I, I don't know, but they do say that she might be appearing at WrestleMania. But the point is this, is that you have from the minimum to the most vet, you know, in Mickey James. But what if they give us a surprise in the upcoming undefeated Oscar, who's also going to be in Orlando, Florida that night? And what do you say about that? What if Oscar got signed on the same night of WrestleMania and debuts during the SmackDown Divas match. I mean, sorry, women's wrestling match. I mean, I 
wouldn't be opposed to Oscar debuting at WrestleMania, but I feel like with so many women in that match, I feel like it's kind of, I would wait until the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Yeah. Just so she can get the spotlight that she, you know, deserves instead of kind of, I don't want to say she's being drowned out um, by the rest of women, but I also don't want Asuka to debut at WrestleMania and then kind of overshadow the rest of the women and, you know, their spot. I kind of just feel like, you know, since the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania is definitely notorious, for, you know, big returns, big debuts, I kind of definitely want to, you know, kind of maybe hold that off until, um, you know, the SmackDown after WrestleMania to kind of give it a, a bigger thing and maybe even kind of build a little bit more of a storyline instead of just being like, here you go, you're, yeah. you're in the match now, there you go. Yeah, exactly. well, the thing about it, though, like, like, the... The the, uh, the the situation at hand when it comes to to us or, or at least surprise entrance or when it comes to surprises in general like call ups and all that stuff that they've all been kind of been thrown in. Remember when Sasha, Charlotte, and uh, and who was it? Uh, Becky Lynch was uh, introduced to the WWE universe. They were not introduced just by saying, "Hey, we signed. Now let's give them a promo package," and boom. They were announced on a Monday Night Raw when they started the Divas Revolution, and all of a sudden they turned into what was the team PCB? I think it was with Paige, Paige uh, Charlotte Becky. Yeah. So, and of course, because Sasha was on Team Bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So basically, you know, I feel like here we go again. We're about to be thrown another surprise. It this time not in no like PCB or or girly girl, but we're talking about you know, a tough woman that could possibly be thrown Alexa Bliss. And guys, don't worry about that. That was just a coquette. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, I, I, I'm sorry to say, but I feel like the entire stadium will blow up if Asuka debuted at WrestleMania. Oh, I completely agree. You know, there's definitely no doubt about it of what the reaction uh, Asuka would receive if she were to debut, either on WrestleMania or, you know, Raw or SmackDown after. I don't <laughs> doubt uh, her reaction. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, I don't know, maybe save it. Because there's going to be so much happening at WrestleMania. I don't know. Like, well, one thing I could say for sure is that we, I do expect some major women call-ups, you know, on the Raw after or the SmackDown after. So, even if Asuka did not debut on WrestleMania, I would love to see her possibly on Raw or SmackDown, which I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones saying this. You know, the entire internet wrestling community is probably saying the same thing, alas, IWC. Um, but who, okay, Christina, aside from Asuka, we all know Asuka is the face right now of the NXT women's division. If you, and don't say Ember Moon because she's not ready yet. If you have to say the next woman, aside from Oscar, that you would like to see called up, who would you put that on right now? As much as I don't think it's going to happen, and since uh, you kind of told me I can't pick Ember Moon, um, I would like to pick... Uh, Shoot, I'll pick Ember Moon if I wanted to, but you, let's be honest. we just she, I don't see it happening that fast. I'd like to pick Heidi Lovelace. What are they calling her in NXT? Uh, Roxy Riot? Yeah. No, Roxy no, no, Riot. no, no. That, that's that's uh, ooh, 
that's uh that's our friend Roxy from oh my god Roxy you're making it to the WWE wait, that's <laughs> our friend Roxy from Real Pro oh uh, wait I, I stopped myself real quick on that one uh that her Ruby Ruby uh Ruby Lovelace right you yeah, know the last Ru- name it's something Ruby something yeah look I don't I don't have time to watch NXT every week that's my bad no it, it's my bad too because here I am trying to to think of the name and I'm Point of the story, Tidy Lovelace. That's where I'm getting at here. I would love for her to debut on like a um a SmackDown. You know, definitely to maybe go against uh the champion Alexa Bliss, kind of give that like alternative, you know, maybe Alexa Bliss kind of playing more of like the mm-hmm. you know, the Trish Stratus and yeah. Heidi Lovelace kind of playing more of like a leader role with that alternative uh yeah. being to her. I would love for that to happen. I don't think I'm the only one that would agree with that statement if anybody out there is listening. Well, believe it or not, here here's the thing. Um, I personally think I'm going to throw two names out there and this is against the rules. Christina, you could, you could punish me for this. I'm going to throw two names out. Uh, well, technically three, but you'll see the point I'm getting at here. I feel like the next call-ups will be icon, uh, the team of icon. Uh, and, uh, I'm talking about Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. A lot, a lot of people don't think they're even close to ready, but think about it. If there's anyone that has really as much focus as Oscar and Ember Moon on the entire roster is Team Icon. Think about it. They're they're being built as the heels of that faction of the NXT. So I feel like it's gonna be, you know, uh, Team Icon that'll be probably the next call up with from aside from Oscar now. Here's you want to name someone off the roster, someone that we really haven't seen on the NXT program just yet. If you think I'm gonna surpass that that chance, I'm gonna throw it out there and say I want to see Crazy Mary Dobson in the main roster already. Yeah, I would love to see Crazy Mary Dobson. I would love to see Kimberly. Um, I don't agree with uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I just don't think they're there yet, in my opinion, and I kind of just find them annoying. <laughs> Well, they're your typical, uh, you know, uh, their gimmick is basically your typical, you know, rich woman. You know, I'm I'm better looking than you. I'm a poison ivy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a model. You're not kind of deal, which we've seen a lot of times. But I feel like they're making that character work. Now, remember the whole situation with Emelina, because I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors, Christina, that Emelina was canceled due to her not fulfilling to fill in the role as, you know, as a model per se, as a cocky character. So if I had to say anyone can fill in like an Emelina image, I'm, I'm saying, it's those two ladies, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Because think about it, they're still going to want to fill that slot that Emelina did not. Now we're seeing all these little, you know, things, uh, you know, uh, all these videos now saying Emma's returning. So who we have as a Melina? We have Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I choked at the notion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gimmick-wise and personality-wise, I get that. But, like, in ring ability, do you think they're there? Do you think, like, Peyton Royce is ready? Mm. Exactly. And if you're going to give that sort of reaction, then no. I don't I don't want them on the main roster. You know, if I ask you literally seriously if they are ready, and you just kind of give me like, Oh, like I, that answers it right there. Not ready, in my opinion. 
Okay, well, if that's the case, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But uh, personally, I want to see people like, you know, uh, Crazy Mary Dobson. I would love to see her there. Heidi Lovelace. I would love to see Asuka. You know, there, there's many, many women that would I would love to see. Now, also, WWE is giving opportunity to many, many great stars uh, that even paved the way for the women that are there now like Mickey James just returned. Christina, who would you like to see come back from the past? I mean, I'm biased, but Lita. <laughs> well, Lita was there. She just recently left the WWE. I know she left on good terms, but but maybe she comes back by surprise. I don't know. But... And, you know, she's still in ring shape. When we were in New York, the night before I met her, she was involved in a magic show, in an independent show in New York. I unfortunately was not there because I was at BCW's uh, one-year anniversary, but I did see uh, clips on YouTube, if you haven't looked that up, that she was involved in the match, and, you know, she still has it. Uh, well, yeah, like, basically, Lita, I don't think, ever lost her shape. Now, now, one person I would love to see back, and maybe you agree with me or not, but one person I would love to see back in the WWE ring is Victoria. Oh, I absolutely adore her. I saw her at the big event and she was just like the like happiest person there. But like it's you know in her ring work I you know I loved her as Victoria. I loved her as uh, Tara and DNA. Um I think she is a fantastic worker. I think she definitely is that like veteran that can definitely, you know, kind of teach the women a lot mm-hmm. and you know be a very valuable um key component to the women's division Mm -hmm. um you know maybe kind of in the sense that you know smackdown kind of has like natalia and mickey james that maybe victoria could go on raw and kind of get in the ring with somebody like charlotte i think that would be great even though you know if victoria were to come back i i prefer her more as a heel character yeah than as a as a face i love to her you know her crazy gimmick you know when she would come out to uh tattoos um uh, oh, I know what she said. The everything, man. I used to rock out to that song, actually. Yeah, and like you know, uh, you know, the Titantron was kind of um. Her, her, her hand with, her, with the eye. With the hand with the eye, kind of in the same vein as uh, Luke Harper. Uh-huh. You know, with the crazy eyes. <laughs> I I loved it, and she would come out, and she would just like be like scratching her head all crazy, and I I love Victoria. You know what I miss from the old school WWE days? I miss the relationship of Molly Holly with Spike Dudley. They were they were so adorable together. I'm not saying that they were a real life couple. That that's personal stuff. I don't dive into personal issues with with what these athletes you know do. But you know that to me on screen was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. This conversation took a turn. We were just talking about women coming up, and now we're talking about you know not only uh, Molly Holly. Mighty Molly. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mighty Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty. Yeah. Mighty Molly. Oh my God. Her with the little cape and they come. Oh man. That wait. Didn't she start off as a? uh, No. She started off in a relationship. No. Did she start off in the relationship with Spike and then moved on to um, uh, to Mighty Molly? No. She was Mighty Molly. Mighty Molly. Before she was with uh, Super Hell. She was with the Hurricane Mm -hmm. and Rosie. And then she went over to Spike, and then sp- from Spike to uh, to uh, yeah, right to censor, you know. The, the most annoying thing song on the planet. It just sounds like a smoke detector. You know, that's another great female, now that we're talking about it. Uh, you know, uh, basically, we're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about 
Ivory. You know, Ivory was another one that that was huge, huge in in the in in the entire like situation when it comes to 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 women and how they paved the way for for many people in this business. Ivory when she started, I believe in Glow, in in that uh. Yep, the gorgeous it, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yep, which and, I cannot wait for the Netflix show. Oh, you're I gonna be one of them. Wait. What do you mean? Am I gonna? Be You're one? gonna be one of them that's gonna watch it. I, I am. I, I'm. I'm happy to hear this. Of course, it's got you know, uh, Allison Brave who was in Community and Mad Men for for those out there who are aware of her, and one of my favorite comedians, uh, Mark Marin, is gonna be a part of it as well. Uh, it's coming out in I think May or June. Yeah, I think it's in June. Again, they had a little teaser that I watched. Um, not any you know actual like show specific, just kind of like a, a date teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anybody that's out there can kind of correct me. I'm sure my roommate's listening and she's probably on it right now. <laughs> well, mind you, here, here's the thing. The, uh, the, as far as the Glow uh, Netflix series that's coming out, again, I'm going to be a fan, but one thing I have to give them credit for is that they're actually going to be putting someone in the spot to play Big Mama. And Big Mama was actually one of the people that, if you watch a documentary of those women, they would never stop talking about Big Mama. It was like Big Mama was the undertaker to their locker room. And I'm glad that they're actually filling in that, that, you know, that spot with an actress or a wrestler because she definitely needs to be focused on when it comes to this Netflix show because Big Mama was definitely, definitely a big name uh, to, to, you know, it, it, that kept Glow alive. So I, I'm very happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Not only Big Mama kind of being like, I guess, the brains and the and the leader of the locker room, but the heart of the locker room that I don't think anybody could die with, uh, deny was uh, Mount Fuji. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mount, Mount Fuji. Was like, I cried watching that documentary about, uh, you know, when they were doing the Mount <sighs> Fuji part, you know, with her in the hospital bed, and she still has that, you know, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. that glow about her where she was just constantly smiling and she just loved that time in her life and mm-hmm. all she would want to do is just kind of like go back there and and it, it warmed my heart but it, it made me sad at the same time because, you know, even though they weren't technically like professional wrestlers, they were kind of just like actresses that were kind of thrown into that mm-hmm. world, uh, that she, she loved the business and she loved, uh, you know, all the fans and stuff that Glow even has now, what, 30 years later? Mm-hmm. Yep, and mind you, like literally, I still feel Glow was a, a exceptional staple in what made women wrestling become today. Like, it made a lot of people focus on, hey, these women, they're not just athletes, but they're beautiful. So Glow really made that, you know, made that notion, you know, beautiful people can wrestle too. So, and, 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 not, and mind you, WWE did have a time when they would hire a lot of models and, and uh, like the Kelly Kellys, the Candice Michelles, and et cetera. And it became kind of more like looks over, uh, over, um, over skill at one point. And a lot of people were like, come on, really? You know, give these women a chance, hence Divas Revolution. And then the Divas Revolution came, and then we have it all back again. Mm-hmm. Like that beautiful people can wrestle too. And I love it. Because, like, as far as I remember from watching the Glow documentary, it was just kind of um, just actresses that were being hired because it was just a, kind of like a women's, like, sketch comedy show 
And then they get that, like, apparently from what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening, that, you know, they were just kind of called into an audition to be like, all right, there's this new all-female sketch comedy show we're doing. And they get there to the auditions, like, oh, it's also going to be part actual in-ring wrestling ability. So, you know, they're kind of just, like, thrown into that. And, you know, I give a lot of credit to the women that they kind of just, like, they buckled down and they did it. They went in the ring and, you know, personally speaking from, you know, me being in the ring and kind of just, like, running the ropes and kind of trying to learn, it's not easy. No. Like, you know, everyone can kind of stand outside of the ring and kind of just be like, you know, that looks easy. Yeah. You know, doing a, a front roll or running the ropes, it's easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. There's so much going in your head at one time. You know, I was only in there for a couple of hours, but, you know, for these women that, you know, definitely were not expecting – uh, to be in a wrestling ring at all. They just thought they were just going to be on a comedy TV show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they get these auditions and they're completely just thrown in the deep end. I think, you know, they definitely did really well for for them. And then, you know, look who came out of it. I agree. Well, it, 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 it's like the, how the story turns. And this goes for even males, even even though we're not, you know, this is women's wrestling appreciation. Um, a person gains a lot more respect whether you're an actor or you come from another sport or even if you're a fan, you gain so much more respect for the business that you work for in the world of professional wrestling. Once you step in through those ropes, you know, these, like you said, these actresses, they grew a respect for the business once they stepped in through those ropes and saw what they sacrificed, okay? Uh, MMA fighters, once they step into those ropes, like the Matt Riddles, the Ken Shamrocks, the Dan Severance, who was even an NWA heavyweight champion, all of them, once they stepped in through those ropes and saw what these professional wrestlers do, they gain respect. You know, but the same thing goes for MMA. But anyway, we'll be back to that subject at hand. We finally got our first guest on the show. I'm talking about one a member of the Arrow Club. Mind you, I love that logo, Christina. I freaking love it. Uh, and of course a Native American herself. She is the Honorable Miss Desi Dorada. How are you, Miss Dorada? How are you? Hey, guys. Hi. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, that, that's awesome. No, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that you were able to come on. Uh, how are you doing this fine evening? Oh, it's the middle of the day for me. It's really warm. I think it's like 80 degrees, so I'm in my car. Can you hear me okay? I yeah, hope you yeah, can hear me. I, I could hear you a little. It's fine. Uh, Christina, can you hear her fine? Or? Yeah, I can hear her fine. It's a little on the light side, but, you know, that's fine. We have our audio people working on it. And they can fix it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just be sure to keep talking loud for you. <laughs> well, that's no problem. So, Ms. Dorada, uh, you know, thank you so very much for coming on our show. You know, uh, again, like. We, we tell this to every person that comes on our show. We understand that your schedule is not just, you know, hey, I just wrestle on weekends. No, it's a schedule of seven days a week. You guys trying to train yourselves uh, body and soul every day to make sure you're ready for your next match. So thank you very yeah. much, uh, you know, for co- taking some time off to, to come speak with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what's part of it, you know. The, the training is one thing, and then the shows and the traveling is another thing, but it's uh, talking and, and putting yourself out there and getting to know people like you who are supporting the wrestlers and putting the wrestlers over, so thank you. 
It's our pleasure, Ms. Dorado. My pleasure. So, Ms. Dorado, one of the things I wanted to talk to you first about, because you know, we we were now that we're on the subject of training and and then you know and of course shows and stuff. You know, your training goes double, if you don't mind me saying, because you're a professional wrestler, but you yourself have done MMA yourself. Like, you know, I think you were just calling in when when we were talking about the subject of the whole MMA and wrestling and stuff. Um, yes. Tell us how the training has gone for you, because you do both at the same time. Is it more strict on you? Um, well, I uh, started with wrestling. I started with the wrestling training and um, just thought that I wanted to be a wrestler. And then when I was getting more into my wrestling training, I said, you know, I really want to get some other kinds of techniques and some other skills so I was going to a gym just so that I could do MM, um, an MMA trainings and when mm-hmm. I got there they were having jiu-jitsu and to just get to the point of the story is I fell in love with jiu-jitsu I'm in love with it right so I continued to practice jiu-jitsu and because of jiu-jitsu then I started I did a couple of tournaments and I started thinking that the fighting part would actually be pretty exciting just to try it so a lot of people might think that I have this jiu-jitsu background or this MMA background but it's really because of wrestling that I even started it wrestling is is I actually go into MMA with a wrestling pro wrestling background and so basically you know with the entire like um, you know cross uh, uh, stuff that's happening with both MMA and professional wrestling whether MMA comes to pro or or pro goes to MMA or you do both at the same time do you, do you feel like it's a ongoing, growing relationship between both sports? Because, you know, there's there's those type of people out there, Mr. Rada, that, of course, say, hey, wrestlers don't belong in the octagon or or MMA stars don't belong in the, the professional wrestling ring. But to make a, a, a those negatives a positive, do you feel like it's a growing relationship that could help both businesses? I think it absolutely is a growing relationship that would help both businesses and all fans and all athletes in either one of them. I feel like the people who might have an issue with it, um, maybe they're a fan of one or the other only, and they never really watched the other one, so they don't really understand it. And a lot of people have trouble with change or, or growth or variation, variety. So I think that they're – I think they don't really – understand how it goes hand in hand and how it works out. And it is different. I mean, there's a lot of differences, but there's a lot of similarities. And uh, the relationship between the two styles is, you know, is, is cohesive. I mean, you can utilize either one for either one, in my opinion. But I have yet to meet those types of, uh, could I say, haters. Um, usually haters are simply people who don't understand something. So I don't really have a negative feeling towards them, even if I met them. But um, I still haven't, because I'm, I'm still so new to all of it. And um, I think that maybe after, because I don't really tell a lot of people about the MMA stuff. I, You know, my first amateur fight is coming up in April once <laughs> they can confirm the opponent. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's the, you know, that's an official amateur MMA. So uh, maybe once that happens, I will hear some more feedback. But as of right now, everyone seems really supportive. Of both, and 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 the people in the MMA and in my training in the gym, they love the pro wrestling, and the pro wrestlers. When I go to pro wrestling training, they're like, "Oh, well, just do what you do in your other training in the boxing." I'm like, "Okay," so it's they like it. 
Oh, well, yeah, like, and that's, that's, bro, I don't think I could have answered that question any better. I, you, you stumped me. I, it's kind of like now you have to make me wonder how can I one-up you. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Uh, the, but here's a, here's another question for you, Mr. Rada. Like, uh, you know, of course, uh, we're in this topic of, you know, both MMA, professional wrestling. You have a huge passion for both, and I, I can respect you more than that. Uh, you know, it, now, I'm going to put you in a scenario, per se, uh, hypothetically speaking, because, of course, uh-huh. you, you're, you're about to get your first amateur fight coming up, like you said, in April, it, it, once they could confirm your opponent. But also, you've been wrestling for, for a while uh, you know, you've joined up with Mr. Kyle Hawk uh, as the Arrow Club. You know, so let me ask you, where where do you see yourself, like, in both businesses? Like, do you want to push your, not just yourself, but the Arrow Club farther, like, nationally? And uh, do you also want to push yourself in, in MMA-wise? Do you want to push yourself nationally, too, and maybe one day reach things like Bellator and Strikeforce? Right. Well, <laughs> I haven't actually thought that far ahead, honestly. As far as the MMA stuff, I it just started becoming a possibility as I was training for it. And before, I was like, no way would I ever want to get my face hit. But I get my face hit every time I train. So it just kind of grew on me. And I honestly, what I tell people is, you know, I'm going to do this first, um, this first amateur fight. I might hate it. I might never want to do it again. But I might love it, and I might have this new passion and drive for it. I know I love training, so I want to see what I can do with that training in the octagon. So I honestly don't know yet. I got, I got, I got to feel it out. I'm not much of a quitter, but I do like to try a lot of things and then kind of move on. I don't think I would put this much time and dedication into one thing just to move on. So we'll see. But um, but I am a wrestler first. I'm a professional wrestler first. That is. It is because of wrestling that I even got into that. It is because of wrestling that I'm even talking to you and that I got to join up with Arrow Club. And just like I told some fans at this last show I had Saturday night, I, I, love, I love professional wrestling. I love where, how I'm developing myself, and I love how um, I can see myself growing inside the ring, in my character, uh, my persona, my personality, but also in my personal life because of it. And I'm really thankful for that. I would have never, never fathomed that it just have this effect on me. But as I told this fan the other night, it's when I'm with the Arrow Club, yes, Kyle Hawk, but also our other brother, Coyote, Coyote um, excuse me, <clears throat> then uh, I just I come to life. I feel alive. I feel like they truly are my brothers that I haven't seen in years. And when we're together, even when the two of them are together, they just have this little charisma, this dynamic. But I feel that too when I'm with them. So they want to, you know, they want to build up us because we feel that. I mean, I don't think if it wasn't mutual amongst all of us that we wouldn't feel this way. But of course, we will support each other individually, um, especially outside of wrestling, but in our own private, um, our own personal characters outside of Arrow Club. So um, I feel like the further that we go as individuals, professional wrestling, or as individuals in other areas, then we can um, bring a little more attention to the Arrow Club. So it would help all in all. Do you know what I mean? Like roundabout. 
No, yeah, I, I completely get what you mean. And, and as a matter of fact, I've spoken to Kyle Hawk on numerous occasions uh, when I used to run uh, Reality Check Radio. Uh, great man, oh, very I... humble, very <laughs> down to earth, big time gentleman, very funny too, uh, I, I have to say. Um, so, Kyle, yeah. if you're listening, shout out to you, my friend. Uh, now, now let me uh, just touch base on the Arrow Club uh, again, because you were speaking about family. You were talking about Ka- uh, Kyle and and Coyote uh, are basically the brothers you haven't seen in in many many years. Um, you know, can you can we all say basically? Uh, you know, ever since you joined professional wrestling and ever since you established the Arrow Club with your two brothers, that basically, you know, it, it's something that grows your passion every day when it comes to professional wrestling. Like, what, what I'm trying to say is, is, is it something that makes you happy to go to work? You know, because you know how, how they say, it, it, you need to be happy where you work in order to stay. Absolutely. And that's probably why I quit my day job. <laughs> One of the reasons. No. <laughs> No, I did. Um, I quit so I could train more. And now that I have someone very close to me who also doesn't have a day job, it's going to help train me more during the day so I could do both pro wrestling and MMA training all day long. Um, and so I have. You definitely have to have that love for it to be able to like it. And not just for training, but the love that you have when you're when you're out there and when you're performing and when you're with in my case, when I'm with the Aero Club, the love for it makes it all worth it. It makes all the training worth it. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people want to love it, but maybe they just don't like that kind of hard work. Or maybe they love it, but they didn't realize what it takes. There's like a lot of a lot of misconceptions on what it takes to be able to stick with it. Okay. So, yeah. And- and, and, you know, th- let me just say this, and I could speak with, for Christine on this. Many, many respects to you as a women's athlete in this business. You know, this, you are basically one of the reasons, uh, you know, aside from all the women in this business that do such a great job. You know, you are one of the reasons why we do this on our show, why we, we really? dedicated. What, yeah, you are one of the, you know, basically we dedicate. Once a month. Remember when I messaged you, Ms. Derrada, um, and I told you, hey, we do this monthly thing called Women's Wrestling Appreciation Nights to give you that stage to speak your story, not just, you know, your wrestling story, but to talk about you. Because you women, yes, you, you sacrifice your body, you sacrifice your soul, you sacrifice everything out there just like the men do. But you know what? It's time that you women also have a stage to talk. And we yeah. we do that. So I want to make sure. Th- that's why I hired a co-host in my lollipop queen over here. Because, you know, <laughs> a lot of people go out there and, and listen to podcasts. And, and no disrespect to any podcast, any radio show, any nothing. You know, uh, ma- majority of the time, you know, you hear man with man. I want to give yeah. a woman's voice to absolutely everything I do. And that's why I respect you women so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. So my last question is right now, uh, Mr. Rada, before I turn it over to my lollipop queen over here, she's staring at me like, oh, I want to talk oh, to her. You know, you I, know, I, I was sorry. wondering. Go, go I was ahead. wondering because I haven't. I, I was wondering about her because I haven't heard her voice yet. <laughs> 
Well, she's right here, right next to me. <laughs> I'm definitely okay. here. He just locks me up until he's done. <laughs> well, okay. Just, I, I, wait, uh, I wait patiently next to him while he's done because I don't want to, you know, it's his show. I'm just a co-host. I'm the, it's all part no. <laughs> no. So, so my last question is, Ms. Dorada, of course, with, uh, you know, plenty of Native Americans that, that have blessed our business, you know, both male and female, and you being a Native American, you growing the Aero Club with your two brothers, who would you have to say has to be that standout Native American that really said, hey, I should do this too? Um, do you mean as far as wrestlers? Yes, ma'am. You know, I don't have any. There are none that, that um, I mean, I've learned of, of wrestlers as I've been involved with wrestling who are Native, but but what real but any native that got me to think you know hey i want to do that i didn't know i didn't ever hear of any and and so like you're talking about women you want to give them a voice and a place to talk and a platform and thank you so much for that we definitely have um have had many years of being in the background just like that saying behind every great man is a great woman why do we have to be behind you yeah you have your your co-host there, but she's not behind you. She's beside you, and she's going to uplift your show just as much as any female in any relationship will. It's, it's, it's conducive. It's like what's opposite stays together. You can't have a front without a back, and that's why we are two genders that can do that for each other. So thank you for having that. But what I want is not only as a woman to have a platform, but a Native woman to have a platform because I don't know very many, certainly not in mainstream, certainly not in mainstream America, do we have – um, a lot of um, mentors or leaders uh, in our Indian communities, we have amazing, beautiful, powerful women that nobody would ever know of them. Um, just like uh, it, on television, you cast actors, you have your various races, usually uh, African-American character and a white character as the main characters, and then they might have like an Asian or uh, ambiguous, mixed, but they'll never have a native, and there's thousands and thousands of tri- there's a thousand tribes in california 135 that are federally recognized just in this one state and we don't ever talk about it you know so that's where i felt the motivation from is from these other women in the communities that i know of but never get kind of out into the limelight of mainstream well yeah because let me uh because maybe uh this name sounds familiar but i i've actually uh uh, one of my first memories of Native American in the professional wrestling world when it came to women was Princess Victoria back in 1984, uh, when she oh. feuded with, yeah, when she feuded with the likes of, uh, you know, um, uh, Fabulous Mula and uh, Heidi Lee Morgan, etc. And she's look. an. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I gotta look no, into no, no. that Ladies one. No, no, no. first. Go ahead. That's all I was. I was just commenting on agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Well, basically, uh, you know, uh, I, I just want to say, you know, definitely that that's one of the first people that, that came to mind when it came to Native American. Well, you know what, uh, Ms. Dorada, I'm going to just stop talking right now because uh, my lollipop yeah. queen over here, again, is like telling me, hey, that's it. You already asked your last question. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to my lollipop queen, but Christina, take it away. Thanks, Thank George, you. for, you know, hogging up all my time here. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, it's finally oh. nice to uh, be able to speak with you. Because uh, I definitely did want to touch on, you know, you, you know, you're definitely proud of your Native American background. And in, you know, coming from wrestling, you know, Native Americans are definitely not portrayed um, properly. If they are, it's usually during, you know, what, like the mid-2000s uh, Halloween contest where you would dress up as like a Pocahontas or, you know, a Native American in that way. Uh, you know, yeah. what is that, like, what is that mean to you, like, you know, when they're just using it as, like, a Halloween costume, kind of, like, that cultural appropriation, like, you know, what are your thoughts yep. on that? I know this is a big, was a big thing for me, uh, when I got into wrestling, not, not, not one time did I think that I would do a Native American gimmick, not one time did I think I would try to portray this, uh, type of Indian that people are used to seeing. I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind. I couldn't even imagine being a character like that. And I felt like, you know, it would be exploiting and it would be inaccurate, but I did want to be a character that because that is how I grew up in these certain ways with these certain looks, even the certain fashions, but these certain ways of being and carrying myself and feeling and these, uh, just, uh, the mentality that I have as a Native woman, the way I grew up, I wanted to I wanted to incorporate that or not lose myself when developing my character. So, at, you know, at the beginning of my wrestling, I was this character that was a little more, it was a little ambiguous. It was ethereal. Some people thought it might have been a little Egyptian-like, but it, it was vague. And it was vague because I didn't want to be a certain one thing because, you know, I don't want to be pigeonholed, I thought. But the more I started developing into, like I mentioned earlier, into myself in the ring, develop myself out of the ring, and I'm like, why not? That's who I am, you know? And if I'm, I know that I'm not just putting on this native gimmick just to get uh, attention, I know who I am, and I know that I can portray it properly and accurately and from my heart. So why wouldn't I want to do that? And uh, among that, along that time, Kyle Hawk had been contacting me and asked if I was interested in that. And I looked at the stuff and his his stuff, uh, his matches, and and I was kind of I was kind of undecided because I'd never put. We've always been in the background. So here I was earlier complaining about us always being in the background. So now I'm saying we've always kept to ourselves. And so I just wasn't used to seeing that just be out there, out front for all to see, um, you know, because I don't know why. We just, we, I think that as natives, we feel like others, other people just don't understand. And um, I saw him doing that, him and Coyote doing that, and I just, I, uh, I kind of liked it. And people's responses were respectful and, 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 and encouraging, and they were curious. And so when I started talking to him more and then I had my first show with him, the crowd in Kansas was where I debuted as part of Aero Club. They loved it. They, uh, we did a little promo at the beginning. I talked about being at Standing Rock, and they just just loved every second of it. And uh, even during my match, there was a part of the crowd that started chanting, Standing Rock, Standing Rock. And I was just, like, touched. I'm like, I said to myself, this is what we need. This is what they need. So, like I said, I was torn. See, it gets me all really emotional because I was so torn at the beginning. I just don't want anyone to think that it's just my gimmick because without Aero Club, I probably would have continued being this vague, ethereal, Egyptian, earthy 
goddess type. <laughs> but now I can just be me. Yeah, I, I completely agree because, you know, me growing up, you know, I do have Native American in my blood uh, and in my background. I am Mohawk Indian, I believe. I'm not 100% sure oh, wow. on like, what the percentage is. But, yeah. you know, it's, you know, you want to portray your culture in kind of in the same vein as, you know, the Samoans, you know, how the Samoans are definitely a big yeah. part of professional wrestling. And you want to have, you know, your culture and your people kind of represented in that, you know, in that positive way and not kind of just used as like, you know, a Halloween costume or, you know, people kind of just, you know, writing it off as, as a gimmick. You want it to be like, no, this is not a gimmick. This is actual like real culture and a real people, a real group of people that still exist and, you know, still are, you know, very popular out there. And, you know, there's professional yeah. wrestlers out there that are Native American, that are Indian. And you definitely want to, you know, give them the showcase that they definitely deserve. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, I never thought of it that way. The Samoans do get that recognition, um, but they definitely are better at putting themselves out there. Um, and so why, why wouldn't we want to do that? So, thank you. That's all I can say. Of course. I mean, it's it's, it's the same vein as, uh, you know, in any sort of, like, entertainment media, whether it be movies, uh, music, or TV, they're kind of just still portrayed as, like, kind of a whole, like, Pocahontas sort of thing. You know, not exactly. really portrayed truthfully to who they are as a culture and as a people. You know, they kind of a little bit more, you know, with the whole Standing Rock thing, kind of, you know, put a little bit more of a spotlight on, you know, the tribes and the people and stuff, but you know, there's you need to broadcast more on like a wider scale, especially in the entertainment world and not just in like real world news. Right, absolutely. And then I, you know, throughout the years of my life, I think about it because I get frustrated that that's all that they show and that's all that they think that we're like. But then, even though I'm frustrated, I realize well, we don't show them anything. We're, we, you know, they we have our powwows or our. our our um, events or celebrations or ceremonies, but sometimes they're not invited or we just, you know, we keep, we keep distant. So um, like in wrestling, like exactly what I did, I just wanted to keep it protected and safe and sacred and to myself and, and, and not, you know, have to feel like I'm exploiting it or disrespecting my own culture. And maybe that's how other natives have felt too, but, that allows for no everyone else to not learn about us, to not understand us. So now, when you, when you kind of started to, you know, get more and more into into wrestling, and was that always in the back of your head to maybe not go with the Native American route? Like, is that something that you struggled with, kind of getting more into the businesses? You know, is this something you really want to get into? Do you think it's going to be you know, people are going to see you as, you know, that gimmicky, you know, Native American character? Or is that something that you really, like, were dead set on from the beginning? Like, no, I'm going to portray who I am as a person, as a culture, as my people. Or, you know, was there that, like, internal struggle when you first uh, sure. first started? Sure. Well, like I said, at first I didn't even consider it. It wasn't even an option. And then as I started growing into my character – I started thinking about it more, and it became like, why would I not want to be myself? Those those things are who I am and what I do, and I'm going – I at first utilized a lot of the the little practices, little nuances as my first character that I was trying to develop. But then I, then I uh, met Aero Club, got in contact with Aero Club, and then I saw the response that people liked. Um, at first, 
cheesy, and I I didn't like it, honestly. But then I saw the reaction and and the people's encouragement and interest, and I think that it's a great avenue to be able to depict it properly, to to be who we are, to portray us and what we're like properly. I mean, you know, we're not that different. There's like makeup tutorials, how to do Native American makeup, and then it has these non-natives doing all these like, you know, cool makeup stuff on the face. Then you have some real Indian girls off the res. They're like, here's how you do Native makeup, and then they start doing their makeup, and it just looks like everyday makeup. They're like, we're just, we're humans, you know, we're people. So this is how we do our makeup, and we're Native. So it's just, it's still entertainment, so we're going to play it up, and yet I still hold my respect. I'm still not going to be um, exploiting it or and if, or being disrespectful about my own culture. So if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me. So the more I got into wrestling, the longer this time has gone by to be part of the business, the more sure I feel about the, about being that. And you, you know, coming up, you know, kind of being by yourself and in, you know, the Native American, um, you know, setup, how was it kind of transitioning into being a part of the Arrow Club and, you know, being around like-minded people like Kyle Hawk? You know, by the way, I will give a shout out to him because he did message me last week trying to get, you know, more of a Native American voice out there. And, you know, Kyle, you're welcome. We got Desi. (laughs) Ah, cool. Um, he's a good kid, you know, he, he's got, he got, he has what it takes for sure in a lot of areas and he has had a good upbringing and, you know, it's just in his blood, it's in his, he has, I think, the certain charisma and I'm proud to be part of it. So it wasn't, it wasn't hard to transition. It actually helped me blossom, I think. And he was very supportive and encouraging to me as well. Although he did ask me if I would wear this particular outfit, and I said, that is so Pocahontas-like. I fought my whole life against that, so no. (laughs) And he was like, okay. Yeah, I completely agree with that aspect. Because, you know, you work so hard to get it to be, you know, actually, you know, really recognized and not, and then kind of, like, digress into, you know, that kind of Pocahontas setup, you know? Right. It probably didn't look that way to other people, but to me, it looked cheesy because I know it's not traditional. Uh, but most people, unless they're native, don't know what the difference is anyway. But at least this is where we can show them. So I made myself a little ribbon, a little ribbon thing, like the way it is on my shawl when I dance, fancy dance. Um, my our shawls have ribbons that hang from it. I'm sure you've seen photos, and so just going along that concept, the ribbons that flow with the wind. So it's supposed to look like butterfly wings. I have that as part of my part of my outfit walking into the ring. And then kind of, you know, with you explaining kind of, you know, the reasonings and stuff behind your actual like ring gear and ring attire, can you kind of talk to me about your name? Because I really find that very interesting. Oh, sure. It's it's a an English word it came from the old Sanskrit language. If you look it up, put in my name and put definition, that's what it means. I just put a space between the two parts. 
I just always liked that word. When I was a kid, I wanted a, I wanted dictionaries for um, Christmas and stuff. I really like words, especially adjectives. I mean, I was the same way. I had, like, a children's dictionary book as a kid that I would just read for hours on end. And, you know, it wasn't even having to do anything with schoolwork, but I would just, you know, read the dictionary, just write out definitions for things. And, you know, I always read poetry as a kid. I always read books. You know, I had I still have stacks and stacks of poetry books, and I try and read as much as often. And it's just kind of, I think, books in the written word is a definite um a source of inspiration for me, you know, it's never, it's never lost on me, the written word. Yeah, I, it definitely is, and that's the one thing that traditionally us natives don't have, because we did it passing of stories orally, and, and so that's where things might get lost in, in time, or translation, or certain tribes that kind of step away from the ways, or the traditions, or get stuck with addictions, and we, we don't have it documented. So I think that that's something we should do. Um, do you have a favorite poet? I mean, it's a little, um, I guess, on the nose for, you know, what it definitely was in high school, but I'm a big Edgar Allan Poe fan, and I'm a big Charles Baudelaire yeah. fan, which is a French poet. Oh, cool. No, I was that, you know, that kid in class in high school that, you know, was the darker shadow, I guess, of the corner of the room. So, you know, I read... Charles Baudelaire's Flowers of Evil and, you know, would read Edgar Allan Poe at any chance I could get. And, you know, if I had to do any essays, it would always be about him. But, you know, yeah. being from, you know, Native American and being such a traditionalist, um, were there any, what did, you know, your, your family kind of tell you when you started getting into the wrestling world? Were they, you know, were they proud of you? Were they a little weary of you stepping into that sort of business or, you know, how, you know, fans in the audience would kind of perceive you and your people? Sure. Um, I don't think they were concerned about the cultural element of it. I think that my dad was a little worried about get me getting hurt, but that it's a male-dominated sport, I think, is what I felt. But also, I have done some crazy things in my life, so they're kind of like, okay, what are you doing now? But amongst those crazy things, I always planned on doing professional wrestling. It just took a little longer to get to doing it. So I think that they – I don't think they had any idea how far it's going to go. How? I mean, I've got a long way to go. I'm not, I'm not really – I'm barely getting started, right? But I think even barely getting started where I am right now, they're a bit surprised. Like, okay, I do get to see other states and other countries because of it. So it's been really cool. And I feel like they're proud about that. But, um, yeah, I think my dad was just more worried about the being, me being safe. Um, and then since kind of displaying the, the cultural part of it, Native I feel like they're I feel like they're proud. I I feel like they think that it's being represented well, and yeah, I, I should ask them. You know, it's always you know the parents that are always worried about their their children getting hurt. But uh, you know, you've said on multiple yeah. occasions in this interview that you know your goal was always to be a professional wrestler. Where did that come from? When did that start for you? Well, my whole life. I knew I was an entertainer. I was doing competitive sports since the age of five. So I, 
did a lot of sports. I was always athletic. I grew up in the mountains, and so we were always climbing trees and hiking and outdoors. I didn't. I don't remember watching much TV except on Saturday mornings, and I think that that's why I didn't get into the wrestling that early because we just didn't watch TV. Um, and I, I um, realized when I got into high school that I didn't like sports. There was only one reason why I was enjoying myself doing these sporting games, and that was because I was entertaining people. So I was carrying on this basketball scholarship, which through some sad turn of events didn't happen my senior year. And anyway, I'm glad it didn't because I didn't want to play basketball, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't. So I went back into theater. I did acting in the last several years. I've done independent films and local commercials. And that's entertainment. But when I stumbled in on a live wrestling show, I was like, what is, I know this is, this is everything. This is everything in one thing. This is mine. I need it. So that's, um, that's when I, when I decided to make the decision to do it. Although even then I didn't know the possibilities of where it could take me. I still don't know. So I'm just going to ride it. I'm just going to give a hundred percent and keep training and ride it out and we'll see. And with you kind of saying that you've kind of dipped your toe in little uh, aspects of entertainment, whether it be, you know, TV, theater, and all of that, there's a little bit of tidbit that I found out, I believe, via your Instagram, is that you are a stilt walker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I walk on stilts. Tell me, like, what what was the decision behind, like, being a part of that? Was just something that you just saw and you thought looked really cool and you wanted to try that out? No, it was another accident. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a clown. I wanted to be in the circus. I, I, I thought it was an amazing life to be able to travel around and put on shows. I just fantasized about people who lived that life, and the only people I knew at the time that did that were circus people. So I always liked that. But, of course, I didn't grow up and still want to be a clown. But at one point in my life, I decided to go to a Cirque school where they do dance and performance and aerial, mostly aerial. And I really wanted to learn the silks, that big fabric that hangs from the from up real high and you climb and roll and spin. And I went for like maybe two weeks and took all these classes, including bungee and Spanish web and the hammock silk. And there was a time frame during the day where I had like an open – uh, open couple of hours and there was a stilt walk stilt walking class that was offered so I was like I'll try it it was so easy people people were like how long did it take you to learn I'm like uh, you just stand up and you start going so uh, and it, it's fun because I'm tall anyway so I like being tall um, and like I said it was just an accident because I didn't even take myself to school to to that circ school to do that I was just trying to fill in the time slot and, you know, with you being on stilts and being a, you know, naturally tall person, uh, is being in, you know, ladder matches and that sort of uh, environment something that you would feel comfortable with, something that you would definitely want to do more of? I would definitely like to try it. Uh, there's, a, like, there's a lot of types of matches that are kind of on my bucket list that I haven't tried yet. I want to fulfill those, and a ladder match is one of them. I would say that I've always been scared of heights. But I would say that I've always liked being scared. So I like high things. Yeah, just kind of, you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself 
you know, out of your limits and that's what really makes you, you know, learn a lot about yourself and what you're capable of and kind of, you know, definitely, you know, surprise yourself in a sense that, you know, maybe you didn't think you could do something and then you push yourself out of your comfort zone and actually realize like, wow, I can actually really do this. I can actually, you know, I am okay putting myself out there and, you know, without a safety net and just, you know, trusting yourself that, you know, it's, it's possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I uh, feel like that that's what keeps people back is, is the uncomfortability. But once you take that little step and it's actually more thrilling than uncomfortable, then they realize how easy it was and how much fun it was. And they probably do more. I completely agree. And I cannot wait to see uh, what new things uh, you're going to start doing up next. And, you know, me and George were kind of talking about it uh, a little bit uh, just a few minutes ago that, you know, we definitely want to have you back on. And, you know, personally for me, you're a woman after my own heart, uh, you know, kind of being that like fearless one and, you know, being also a fellow native as well. And, you know, also being a fellow lover of the circus and clowns because I have such an affinity and love for clowns that as a kid, my entire room was clowns and love the circus. And that's kind of rare because normally people are just terrified of them. So, you know, you're definitely a woman after my own heart. Yay. Well, awesome. I can't wait to talk to you more and meet you. But before we cut you off, I do want to, you know, give you the platform to be able to, you know, let fans know where they can reach you on social media, where bookers can uh, contact you for future booking inquiries or, you know, kind of where they can catch you next live. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, use my name on any social media you'll find me on twitter instagram or facebook i do snapchat but i don't even have it installed right now and then um daddy's home oh my boyfriend he's been in europe for two weeks is here wrestling so he just got back so perfect timing uh so sorry so on the uh, social media of course and i always post the following the next um shows that I have on my cover photos on the Facebook helps me keep organized and kind of advertises for them so I'm always there and then also on on the Instagram but not as not as much not as soon not as early in the day hi and uh and then yeah that's about it and what shows are are you doing live next um let's see what is what do we have what's the date what do you have coming up? I have um, some couple shows in L.A., one's this weekend. Oh, Championship Wrestling in Arizona. Then some for Imperial Wrestling with Aero Club. We've got some things going on in Texas and perhaps at Cauliflower Alley. Some things in the works. So keep your eyes peeled for us. Yes, everyone, you heard it. Keep your eyes peeled for Miss Desi Dorada and the Aero Club as a whole. Now, before I let you go, George wants to ask a quick question. Hey, hey Ms. Dorada, I just have, first and foremost, I want to say a hey, welcome back home to to your to your man. Uh, I'm glad that he made it back home safely from Europe. Thank you. And hey, yes. if he ever wants to come on the show, we'll be more than happy to speak with him. Also, now, here's my 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 fun question. He shook his head. <laughs> well, here's my fun question between you and Christina, because you guys were just talking a lot about the circus and clowns. What's oh, your yeah. opinion? 
what's your opinion? This is just a little fun question aside from career and all that stuff. What's your opinion on Ringling Brothers Circus closing its doors? Um, I love animals, so it's about time. I know it's hard. Like I was saying, it's hard for change, and people have um, an affinity for it because that was their childhood. Perhaps they were going to the circus, and but it really was ugly to the animals. It really is. So sorry. It is time. No, nothing to be sorry about. Actually, I support it because if you ever see the documentary Blackfish, I'm also a a huge uh, person against what they've done in the Sequarium. So uh, I respect your opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I know it's just they just that's not where they're supposed to be. It's all it's hard too with any place that has animals, unless it's a sanctuary and they're rehabilitating. They really don't need to be there for us. Um, healing dogs. Oh, well, we, we went to the dog circus recently, and that was pretty cool. I took my yeah, dog I, to I the dog circus. I've heard about a horse one. I've gone to many circuit de Soleil's as well. So the, the but yeah. anyway, Miss Derada, I want you to go enjoy your time with with your man that just came back from Europe. Hi. You know, it, it's been what? How how many weeks? You said three weeks. Two, almost two. Yeah, the, the, enough talking. We've had you for like about 30 minutes. You haven't seen him in two weeks. Go be with him. <laughs> so, so, hey, but Mr. Rudder, you always have friends in us here, okay? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are very good people. I, I appreciate your questions and your attention, so thank you. Our pleasure, our pleasure. We'll talk soon on social media, okay, Ms. Dorada? And maybe one day we'll see you in Miami or we go up to a show where you are. I hope so. As far as being in Miami, book us and we will come. And if you're ever in California, let us know. I'd like to see if we could be at the same place at the same time. It's being worked in the progress with Sabotage Wrestling. Well, I'll keep you informed. Awesome. Oh, are you going to be uh, in the audience at Sabotage in Austin, Texas? We're gonna try. We're we're working. Uh, uh, we're establishing the business relationship now uh, with Sabotage Wrestling uh, to see if we either go to a California show or we go to a Texas show. But right now, uh, I yeah, I don't think we'll be going to any shows until after June, because I think in June we're gonna be in Jersey for uh, SWF. So. Okay. Yeah, but but I I promise you, Ms. Dorada, I'll find a way to one day put you two Native American girls together for you guys could take pictures together. Yay! I love that. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate it, okay? Thank you. It was my honor and privilege. And thank you so very much. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what an interview. I, I, I'm speechless. And again, Christina, dude, Christina, look, in our new studio, we have a one light up there on our roof, which could be kind of like um, described almost like a spotlight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And by coincidence, you're sitting right under it. As it should be. Spotlight <laughs> should always be on me. So. I'm the lollipop queen after all with my um, potted plant holder full of lollipops that only have grape and watermelon and sour apple, which are not my go-to flavors. Uh, my go-to flavors is just pretty much strictly cherry. 
So if anyone out there is listening, cherries might go to lollipop flavor and please deliver. Guys, if you don't believe me that there's a bouquet of lollipops here on our desk, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it on our social media. So go follow us on Facebook right now, facebook.com backslash Russell City Radio, or even follow us on Instagram at Russell City Radio, and you're going to take a look at this lollipop bouquet that this lollipop queen decided to do and fill this studio with for its first decoration, for Christ's sake. I got to put the lollipop queen touch on, on this place. <laughs> you know, give the, the little decorative panache. <laughs> well, mind you, you know, again, Lollipop Queen, uh, you know, fits your moniker. And again, you know, this is just the beginning of the construction of what's said to be the Russell City Studios. Hopefully one day, one day, Miss Dorada, if she's ever in Miami, could visit the Russell City Radio Studios and we'll do a live interview part two with her. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. You know, like you said, it's still under construction. We did a little... uh you know, thrift shopping today, oh, trying to so find, uh, you know, more furniture pieces and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, I was pretty close to, you know, almost being non-existent on this show today <laughs> because of how much I love uh, thrift stores that I could have literally just been all day there. And the place that we went to, there is about, what, six, six, six or so thrift stores within walking distance. So I, I, you know, George could have just left me there and I would have been perfectly fine. But, you know, I'm obviously very happy and honored to be here and, you know, interviewing these guests. And, you know, our next guest, like I said earlier at the top of the show, that I have a huge girl crush on, which is, you know, Miss Sue Young, for the ones, you know, in the, you know, South Florida independent scene that, that know of her uh, and how much of a talent I really honestly think that she is. Well, do do you want to open the interview with her if you have such a woman crush on her? Oh, I mean, George, if you want to go first, that's perfectly fine. No, I'll put you on the spot. You want to go first? Sure. I'll go okay, first. you'll go first then with Sue Young. How about that one? We'll let the the best go first this time. How about that? Usually, it, it's the best for last. But but, but we'll we'll we're we're being different here on Russell City Radio. Since when were we normal here on the show? Never. I for, was never normal. For for Christ's sake, you're the queen of lollipops, and I'm the king of belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and of course our photographer is now asking how about that oh my God. <laughs> so he, he like haunts this show he's not even here physically but he's you know always always has an eye out and listening and always commenting how about you catch me outside <laughs> you know that woman is charging forty thousand dollars per appearance yeah and it's not fair because she like doubles my salary for the year forty thousand Dollars and I could, per appearance, and I could probably beat her ass. Well, can you imagine? That's two, two paychecks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, no, sorry, two appearances, and you got yourself forty. I mean, sorry, eighty thousand dollars, and she's only thirteen years old. How? Yeah, that's not fair. I was I was climbing trees at thirteen. Oh, who's this? Let Let's see who's calling into our show. Uh, Hello, welcome to Russell City Radio from Area Code 254. You're on with the Lollipop Queen, Christina, and myself. Who is this? What is up, Jorge? You just gave a shout-out to me, I guess, just a while back ago on this show. Kyle Hawk. Hey, Mr. Hawk. Oh, my God, talking about coincidence. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Hawk? I'm doing good, man. Uh, my sister, Desi, just told me, hey, they just get a shout-out. So I clicked on it, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to say what's up to Jorge. I think the last time I talked to you was in Afghanistan, right? 
Yes, sir. As, as a matter, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the the last time you and I ever spoke. Uh, I think you were you were yeah. Actually, you had to Skype in on that episode, if I'm correct. Yeah, I remember that. My God, how 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 you been, Mr. Hawk? Uh, are are you still serving? Uh, what what's the the detail on that? I'm doing good, man. Um, I got out two years ago. Uh, just been doing my thing, wrestling all over. Traveling, doing my thing, uh, made Arrow Club. Uh, met my sister and my brother, Desi Dorada, and Coyote, the Chickasaw Warrior, and we've just been tearing it up, traveling across the country, man, and doing our thing. And uh, I'm not, sorry, I don't mean to make this about me. I apologize. I, I sincerely apologize. I just wanted to call and say, hey, what's up? And I hope you're doing good, bro. No, definitely, Kyle, definitely. Like, what I'm going to do, because I know Christina has been in contact with you. She's right here sitting next to me. Um, And I'll let her talk to you in a second. But, uh, Kyle, I'm definitely going to reach out to you, and we're definitely going to set up something where we could, you know, touch base with you again. Definitely, man. We got got three people here that want to tell each other's story, you know, uh, Native American faction group that just wants to tell their story and get out. And I think people should hear it. So let's do something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I definitely completely agree with you, Kyle. You know, when you messaged me about having, you know, that Native American voice on our show, uh, you know, it was definitely something that, you know, we definitely want to take to heart. And, you know, having Desi Durant on today was definitely a start. But I would love to have the rest of the Arrow Club on our show and, you know, We'll be in contact again to kind of work out dates. Like I said to you, we're pretty much booked through WrestleMania season since it is such a busy season for us. But definitely, you know, as soon as there's an opening, you'll be one of the first people that I contact. Sounds good. You guys have a good show. And, uh, yeah, good luck, guys. Thank you very much, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Have a great night, okay? You too. All right, bye-bye. You see what I mean? This is this proves every day what I'm talking about every day when it comes to Wrestle City Radio. When you know you and I get off air, every single time I make this point, you never know who's listening. You never know. Sometimes you do know who's listening, and <laughs> yes. you're not that happy about it. <laughs> well, that or you're or sometimes you never know who's watching. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so, anywho, but uh, <coughs> excuse me, but guys, uh, uh, oh God. Anyway, so guys, I think it's now time we reach out to our next guest. You're gonna open up the interview with her. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go ahead and reach out to the one and only Miss Sue Young. I, I can't wait. I adore her so much. I'm probably going to embarrass myself. Hello. Hello, Miss Sue Young. How are you? Very good. How are you guys? Me and George are fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. Love doing the show. (laughs) It's been Uh, a little bit since I've seen you guys. Yes, I know. I'm still waiting to have my first ever Sue Young t-shirt in my collection. Well, you know, if you're going to be coming up for Mania Weekend, I've got some pretty sweet shirts lined up, so if you're interested. (laughs) Well, save me a large. I will, I promise. 
<laughs> How are you guys? We're great. It's, you know, we'll definitely be there all week for WrestleMania. And I think the last time that I saw you was Ronin. We did that little uh, pre-show interview with you during Ronin. Yeah, it's a little, you know, just a little something. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, any chance that I get, you know, I always have to come and say hi to you and, you know, try and talk to you a little bit. Yes, you have to. If you don't, I'll be sad. You know, you definitely, you know, after, uh, you know, shows, especially during Fest, which I think was one of the first chances that I really got to sit down and actually talk oh, with you. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, which, you know, true to story to you, it was actually the first title belt I've ever held and was not expecting it to be that heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite um, it's surprising. But the Fest title is, like, such a beautiful title belt. Like, uh, I feel so lucky that I'm even able to hold it myself, so... <laughs> So, you know, speaking of, you know, WrestleMania uh, week coming up, how excited are you? Like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you just, are you feeling really overwhelmed because there's so much going on? Legitimately, I'm, like, I've been prepping for this weekend because I know, like, something big, like, something big was going to happen, but I didn't know what. And this is actually, like, one of the biggest, uh, weekends of my whole career and everybody that comes through and everybody that actually gets to see me wrestle that weekend, like, you have no idea. It's going to mean the world to me just because of how that weekend's going to be. And it, it's just going to be quite a magical weekend. I can't even explain how much I'm smiling, like, ear to ear about how cool wrestling is right now. <laughs> Oh, I completely agree with you because, you know, for at least me and George, like, we're gonna, we're going up Tuesday, we're coming home Monday. We're going to be there oh, sweet. as much as possible. I think we have at least 10 shows that we're trying to go to, at least 10, if not more. I hope, like, at least two of those shows will be, like, of me with it on it because that will be really awesome. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Sue, uh, to answer that question before Christina continues, uh, we will be at one, uh, I believe it's a six-women's way or seven or eight uh, at the Full Throttle show. Yes. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's going to be such a great show, and it's going to be an, a great time. As a matter of fact, we're we're hosting the pre-show that day, so we're going to be interacting with the yeah. fans before, before the show even goes on air. So. So basically, that's gonna be Friday night, right? No, it's Thursday night, I believe. The, oh, uh, Thursday night. Oh, the OCW and Full Throttle com- Combination Show, where yes, I'm gonna yes. be in the Battle Royal. Yeah, that for the was, title. I was, yeah, I thought it was a six woman way or something, but yeah, but we're uh, Christina and I are hosting the uh, the pre show alongside the other guys from like a Fear Factor, I believe is what he told me. Oh wow, that's gonna be so, so awesome. Are you guys gonna have a taco party? Because if you are, I'm down. I will oh, go, really? and we'll be eating some tacos. That's pretty much all of the, the parties we have after shows, that we just go to find yeah. the in the area. <laughs> taco, taco parties are my favorite. <laughs> taco parties, I think, are everyone's favorite. I don't think anybody could ever deny a taco party. I don't yeah, think- and if you do, there's something not okay going on. And you if need to be happy. Can- you need to get a taco. You need to have in your life. 
Taco Party is a great gimmick to start with. (laughs) (laughs) We did last year. Me and Dominique Fabiano wrestled for Girl Fight, and we had a taco fight on Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) I've never been slapped with a taco, but I did that night, and it was insane. (laughs) I was talking to um, TC Reed the other night about how they did a Cinco de Mayo show, where they just kind of like uh, shut down the entire block and they just had like a wrestling ring and, you know, there were food trucks and, you know, people getting tacos and people drinking tequila and just a wrestling show is going on. And I really hope they do it this year or sometime soon. Oh, that sounds that amazing. Be, yeah, that would be fantastic to have just like a giant block party of just like taco food trucks and wrestling. It's the best of both I would, worlds. I would, oh my gosh, that sounds like heaven. <laughs> Yeah, just out of a curious question, I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to name drop anything, but is a certain individual going to be joining us for this taco party? Oh, the mister? You're talking about mister. Oh, I wish. I really have no idea any plans for anything other than it's about to be lit and it's about to be going down. I don't know what that means, but that should let you know it's about to be really big. Well, I'm just saying because, uh, Sue, I, I've told you this plenty of times when I when I hang out with you. I've told you that I have a bone to pick with the mister because every mm-hmm. single time I'm in front of him, he picks on me. So I have to, I, I, need, I need to get my revenge. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what's going to be happening all that weekend. There's so much going on, but there might be a chance for redemption, depending on how you roll your dice. <laughs> but to be fair, anytime anyone is in the accompaniment of George, there's gonna be some some jokes thrown his way. Oh, his screw expense. you! It happens every time. Yes. Well, it's true, George. Come on, let's be real about this. <laughs> Come on. Who knows? Yes, I know. Who knows? But at the same time, George is a great man. He's a very nice man. So you know, you can't you can't take you can't take things too too take like you know. Sometimes that's why we do it. It's our he just knows how to push some buttons that he doesn't realize he pushes. But it's okay. I love exactly. it. It's I'll be pushing all the buttons if I could. <laughs> Listen, Sue. The the last the last time <laughs> like the last time we were all together at the bar, I'm there trying to take a nice picture with you and Barrington, and you also decide, oh, let me make this weird smile at, at George. I'm like, okay, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I only do it out of love. Everyone should understand that. No, I know. We love you, too. But anyway, Christina, continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, it's okay. Uh, You know, we'll actually start, you know, the actual interview. uh, And kind of, I want to know what it was that kind of made you want to be a professional wrestler and actually do this as a career. You know, is this something that you watched as a kid growing up? Is this something that you kind of just stumbled upon or you know, kind of something they were just like, oh, wrestling, you know, I'll try that out, see if I could do it, or whether it's an athletic background, or... Um, this was always something I've, like, I've always wanted to do, because I thought it was normal. Like, my dad watched it when I was growing up, so I, I thought everyone watched it, you know, I, I always thought I grew up in a normal household, everything was great, but actually, my household is so diverse and so interesting, it made me who I am today, so it's like, you know, thanks, Mom and Dad, love you. <laughs> Now, what do your parents think about you actually being a professional wrestler? Um, For a long time, my mom, you know, didn't understand it. She's very traditional. But I recently had a heart-to-heart with her after she she saw me wrestle. 
in uh, Seattle, Washington for um, this company called Lucha Illuminato, and it was an amazing company, great experience. You know, I, I'll never take it back for, from anything I've ever done, but they also gave me one of the greatest moments in my life, which my mom looked at me, and she was like, hey, I finally understand why you do what you do, and I respect you, and I love you for it. And that was probably one of the greatest things I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I've, I'll never be able to take something like that back. And I never would ever want to because it was one of my favorite memories in my life. My dad loves it, though, because he's the one who watches wrestling. So, he, you know, he encourages it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand, you know, um, you know, kind of having wrestling kind of being as, like, a centerpiece for, you know, like, family get-togethers and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature because, you know, that's how I got into wrestling was through my older brother. And, you know, it kind of, I kind of fell out, uh, fell out of it for a little while. And then, you know, my nephews were born, which, you know, you had the pleasure of meeting my older nephew, uh, Brandon, at the last Ronin show. <laughs> for that, because he was so incredibly shy to meet not only you, but everybody. Yeah, he's a cool kid. He is a cool kid. He literally, for like the next week or so after that Ronin show, he could not stop talking about his experience and, you know, showing all of his friends and his family all the autographs and stuff that he got. So, you know, I definitely yeah. understand that point of view where it kind of, you know, it's something to bring your family to and it's something to, to bond with your family with. You know, like, in your opinion, you know, what is it about professional wrestling for you that, you know, really sets it apart, uh, you know, from other, you know, aspects of sports or aspects of entertainment that you really just gravitated to? I think it's the aspect of, uh, like, everyone has their own interpretation of everything, and wrestling's so free that, you know, when you go, you're looking forward to something. You're never, ever, like, going to a show going, uh, I just don't want it. Like, everything's so positive and fun and exciting, so when you go to something like that, there's some sort of magic there. I, I Whenever I go to places, the magic that I feel is it's kind of like the weird family reunion where you don't know who you're going to see. You don't know what's going to happen, but you know you're going to have a great time. You're going to eat some amazing food, and you're going to meet amazing people or rekindle with people that you've seen before. And that's how I always see wrestling shows, like big family reunion events, even when bad things or good things happen. And that's with every family, you know what I mean? And nothing ever is push to anybody to where they feel like they are uncomfortable. It's pretty cool. You know, with you, you guys and girls behind the curtain, you know, to us, you know, as the journalists or, you know, as fans and stuff that, you know, we are able to go to these shows and, you know, you may be out traveling to, you know, Northern Florida or out of state where we may not see you for a couple months. And then, you know, to have, you know, down home local shows for us, it's really nice to be able to, you know, be able to get together and, you know, kind of, you know, trade off stories of, you know, what have you been up to lately? Uh, you know, what's next for you? Because there's always something next. And, you know, especially speaking of, you know, definitely the girls like you and in comparison to Angel Rose, you know, there's a lot going on with her as of late, which I'm sure you I'm are. I'm so uh, proud of her, aware. too, because I know you guys down in Miami, you guys are like, yeah, that's our baby. That's our girl. And I look at her the same way. Yeah, to me, like you, alongside with Angel, are like the two pinnacle women you know, in my, you know, local independency with, like, Ronin's and, and, you know, the Brainbuster shows and and things of that nature. But I think you two are, like, the spearheaded of the women's division down here. I love it. I love her. And, I mean, there's so many great talents, too, that haven't been 
really seem like that, like me and Angel Rose have, but there's like a weird era within this time that like me and Angel Rose were like killing it in Miami and it was like lit. And it was so good. And I, I'm always lucky anytime I'm in the ring with her because she's such an amazing talent. Like, it's very, very awesome to have somebody like that around. Yeah, I completely agree. And to be able to, you know, kind of see <laughs> her, you know, come up through the ranks and now be, you know, on TV and, and share the ring with such, you know, legends, it's absolutely fantastic. And I honestly can, you know, when it happens for you, and I know that it will, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. I will be one of the first people just, like, staring at the TV and just kind of freaking out, you know, kind of the same way that me and George did when Angel premiered on TNA. She's legitimately, like, like the way I see, like, if there's a reincarnation of Lita, but, like, crazy, like, 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 I'm, I'm saying, like, crazy good. Like, that's Angel Rose. Like, she is that vision of who within our world of wrestling, that's who she is. She, everyone can, you know, relate to her. She's like this badass girl. And it's so cool seeing all this stuff happen to her, especially, you know, like hearing her story and seeing her point of view. She's, she's quite an amazing person. Yeah. She's an amazing performer in the ring and an incredible person outside of the ring. This makes me feel so good because it's like all this girl love. (laughs) I mean, it is Women's Appreciation Night here at Russell City Radio, so we try to do our best. I totally appreciate her. She's one of my favorite opponents. So, yeah, you guys definitely chose someone amazing for that. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, when you two are in the ring together, you know, because most of the time when I see you in the ring, usually, you know, she's not far behind. But, you know, to be able to see you both in the ring is definitely a treat. If anyone has never seen both of you in the ring together, you, please go do it because it is an absolute <laughs> I enjoy it every time. It's never a bad time. There's always something to, like, go home the next day and talk about. Yeah, her, um, if you ever get a chance, and I want to say maybe it would happen at the Women's Super Show for WrestleCon. I might be wrong, but if there's a chance to see her versus Samantha Height. Yo, Samantha Heights be going in, girl. Like, I'm just saying, that girl, she is amazing, and I love her to death. Like, she's like the okay. You know when you're thinking of like, like okay, for a comic book, if Angel Rose was our Wonder Woman, like Samantha Heights would be one of the arch nemesis that Wonder Woman has, and it's like, oh my god, it's so epic, dude. It's so good. So good. I can't even explain to you how good it is. I would definitely put that on the on the list of, of events to attend during WrestleMania week because it's you know Yeah, that show's gonna be so lit. How I'm gonna be wrestling Kaya Valkyrie for the first time on that show. Oh wow. That's even more of a reason <laughs> to go. Like how many shows are you participating in during WrestleMania week? Well, we have the first show with you guys in Full Throttle in Orlando City Wrestling. And then on Friday, we're going to have the Kaiju Midnight, uh, well, the Kaiju Big Battle Midnight Show. And that's going to be, oh, my God, you guys have no idea. That show is going to be for real lit. And I'm hopefully I'm going to be participating, like, not a part of it, but I'm going to go watch some Wally Mania because I do love me some Wally Mania. I'm not going to lie. Those shows I hear are amazing. 
I've never seen it live. I've only seen, like, footage of it, and I'm like, dang, this year I'm going to experience it live. Um, Saturday, it's going to be Pancakes and Pell Drivers. After that, the Women's Super Show. Then it's going to be Mercury Rising, where I just recently challenged Lufisto for the Shine title. And it's going to be a red wedding, and it's going to be so awesome. And I really hope you guys get to make it, but if not, it's okay. I understand. But I'm just saying, it's going to be pretty epic. I mean, progress is going to be teaming up with WWE Live, so it's going to be really, really epic. <laughs> I hope all of the carnage stays inside of the ring for the Red Wedding. Because <laughs> God forbid we end up spilling out into, like, the, you know, being the Red Wedding. Hopefully all of that, the carnage and all of that will stay inside the, the parameters of the ring. It's not. Everything's going to go everywhere. It's going to be very scary, but amazing. And not only that, like, I'm I'm going to be challenging Lucista, who currently has the Shrine title. And she, if you know anything about Lucista, go ahead and look back up on her career, because this is what I want to tell you. You are about to be shocked at what kind of beast I'm about to go against. And even though most people look at me like I'm a beast, no. Lufisto is the one girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely you will have your work cut out for you during that show, but I have all the faith in the world that you'll you'll definitely come out on top. You're, I'm definitely in your corner on that one. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't ever put anything past Lufisto, especially if you look back on her career and what she's done and what kind of person she is. We, like, this is a very... Like, a lot of the matches that I have coming up for Mania Weekend is a first-time up, like, first-time-ever match. And I, I've never wrestled Lucisto one-on-one. I've never wrestled Taya. I have Jake Manning, Man Scout. Happy birthday, by the way. Today's his birthday. Uh, he has his uh, match against me right in the morning, like, 12 o'clock, pancakes and pile drivers. We got shots of syrup going down. It's about to be epic. And you don't want to miss any of this. If anyone is brave enough to even follow me throughout my journey, and you guys want to make a little, like, you know, a little driving experience, like, have a little fun, I'm down for that, and all you got to do is just message me, and I'll let you know what's going on that whole weekend, and you just follow me throughout the whole weekend. It'll be great. I don't mind. I throw it out there. (laughs) We'll be in contact for that. You know, since you're saying there's a lot of firsts going on for you during WrestleMania week, are we going to expect any any special, you know, and concerns of, like, your entrance? Because your entrance is definitely one of my absolute favorite entrances going on today. Not only with, like, the look that you have, you know, with your, your ring attire and your and your gimmick, but I also love your music because I am a big Silver Sun Pickups fan and just having yeah. that, one of my favorite songs by them, but just kind of, like, you know, slowed down and, and, and drawn out. I think is very unique and very special. And, you know, what were your thoughts going on behind that? Like, is that... You know, when you were putting your look together as, you know, kind of the undead bride, was that, you know, was that song in your head? Like, no, I really want that song or that just come out of nowhere? Um, to be honest, like, throughout the whole thing, it, it was a really weird process and it was a really weird uh, way. But you have to, and I, I think I can attest to you and George both, like, you have to really meet me to really understand me or, like, really, like, just have a conversation with me to really get what kind of person I am or what kind of, you know, things I go through or, like, you know, who, how I became who I am. Because, honestly, there's nothing that I can say 
over the internet, over a radio interview that can really explain like how everything came about until you really meet me. Is that fair to say? Oh, completely fair to say. I mean, you know, just looking, you know, as your ring persona, it's definitely not what I was expecting to when I actually met you in person. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was just not what I was expecting. I was just like, okay, no, like, she's not as terrifying as she she is in the ring. She's actually, like, a really nice, cool, down-to-earth girl that has fantastic (sighs) sense of humor and just, you know, likes the weird... Thank you. That's really sweet. And a Pokemon fan that, you know... That's what I was as a kid, you know. I was just a giant nerd for that sort of stuff. Oh, I got a shirt for you, Mania Weekend, then. Like, all I need to know is what size. And I've got you. Like, you're going to love your shirt that I'm going to get you. Oh, my God, yay. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, well, I'm going to see you guys at the pre-show. You guys promised me tacos. <laughs> Sue, you have to spoil her more. Come on. I work with her for, like, seven days a week. Come on, you're you're not doing me any favors here. <laughs> it's I have to spoil her though. She's adorable and she's sweet, and it's Women's Appreciation Day. Come on now, we just had <laughs> what? Not even that long ago, we just had Women's uh, International Appreciation. That was a <laughs> mouthful. Women's International Appreciation Day, yeah. I don't think we've had international yet, right? No, like I don't think I, I don't think we've. I thought we just passed inter- Women's International Day. Oh, as as a general like holiday, so you just met on our show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I didn't mean I don't know. Do they do that for women's wrestling? Because they should. Well, other than like what we're doing right now, but I mean like an actual day that'd be sweet. I think maybe we can be the first to to maybe get that rolling, kind of you know. Like, Whoa! Look at that, Sue. It's just a celebration all around. Hey, Sue, l- let me just throw this out there. L- let me just throw this out there in the limb because you were the inventor of that idea. Would you like to probably guest host that episode, maybe? Hey, look, if we actually get something official g- going down like a whistle, I will be right there as the referee calling that right there. <laughs> I can't whistle. I really can't whistle because I don't know how, but... I can whistle sometimes. I really don't know how to whistle. It's weird. But, yeah, I'll be there. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds like a future plan. Yeah, we'll have Sue in studio, and we'll have a giant taco party, too. <laughs> Yo, can we get a bouncy house, too? Wait, are we doing this live, or is this going to be over the... <laughs> I mean, we could do it live. Taco like party live, bouncy house. Right, we could just do, like, a live, like, Facebook version of the podcast and just do it. Yes, that would be awesome. I would love it. So, Sue, why are we bouncing so high? I don't know. <laughs> no, you, you, George, you about to get Team 3D. Oh, what? Get the tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, that would be a very fun episode, actually. That would be a very fun episode. We're throwing you in the bounty house, and you, you're you about to take Listen. every finisher in the book. <laughs> Listen, Sue. Um, and I'm going to say something uh, like a very humbling towards you in a second, but, but I have to say this, I have to warn you about that. When it comes to the bouncy house, I'm the bouncy house champion. As a matter of fact, oh, three, what? Yeah, three years ago, okay. I did something called the bouncy house Royal rumble and I eliminated everybody. So don't challenge me to something I have not yet to lose. I'm like the undertaker. Wow. Wow, 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 okay. 
Okay. Watch me bring the Hills clan up in there. Papa Hills coming for you, boy. Me and Papa Hills coming for you. Oh, no, not him. Please, not him. Yeah, we're bringing in Papa Hills. And if we're having a battle royal like that, Papa Hills is coming. Listen, I don't... Come on, why do I have to put up with him? I don't need... No. <laughs> I don't need him picking on my shirt and all that happy-go-lucky stuff. Christina, are, are you done with your question? I don't know. I didn't want to interrupt you. I just wanted them to be the ones that broke your, your bouncy house streak. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm breaking the bouncy house if I do not... If I'm not winning and George is being like that, yeah, I'm breaking the bouncy house. I'll pop it. All right, I'm I will, and there's like, I'm the champion forever. I'm officially calling this, and this is going to be my birthday show. We're going to have a bouncy house. We're going to have tacos. It's going to be for my birthday. I want them Yo, to have it this August. Can I, can I just request one thing for the 21 and up? The 21 yeah. and up. Yo, I had watermelon juice mixed with tequila and then with the salt on the rim. That is, like, the best thing I've ever had in my life. And it was so Wait, good. And I don't you, mean to talk like that. Did you do the hole, like, you would drill the hole in it and then just put the entire bottle together? No, you just did it like a sh- You licked the salt and you did the shot, and it was, like, amazing. And I don't know how to explain it, but that's going to be the WrestleMania weekend shot, Ooh. if there ever was one. Hey, uh, Sue, in that case, on Thursday night, we're supposed to be hanging out with uh, Russell Pro's uh, Dave Sturch from New Jersey. Right after the uh, the full throttle show, uh, which you're going to be at, if you want, yes. uh, Christina and I will be waiting for you at the the venue, and you could just ride with us, and and we could just have a couple, we could just chill out with Dave Sturch at the the. And you know the what? That's <laughs> going down that night. <laughs> more innocent than it probably sounded. <laughs> like, hey, like after the show, you know, you can come ride with us and we'll hang out and, and chit chat. Oh no, there's gonna be tacos everywhere. It's gonna be awesome. So, like so we're gonna make it rain tacos. Well, Thursday night we have the plan then. But um, Sue, on on a serious note here, um, I've never told you this even as many times as I saw you in person. Um, I'm not gonna have the opportunity to tell you now. Uh, when I first came back to the business, I was actually working under the mask at Electrico. That's when I met you. And um, yeah, was this in Miami? Yeah. When, when oh my uh, god! When Paul Jones was running uh, the the bombshells, I believe. Um, yes, you, I remember completely. No, I really do. I really do. You were one of the ladies in the backstage that lit- I was like one of three guys back there and I was the only worker back there that was going to work with uh, Ms. Callisto that night, I believe. And mm-hmm. you were one, the only women that walked up to me and, and, and treated me like a friend, accepted, it, accepted me, talked to me, was so friendly, so nice to me. And you know what, now that I'm here and now that I'm talking to you, I want to tell you, thank you for being my first friend back in the business. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! I didn't even know it was like that. I'm, I just honestly, I just treat people the way I want to be treated, and why don't you want to be treated like you know, like hey, let's have fun. Like that's how I've always oh, yeah. been my whole life, and this is how it should be, man. Hell yeah, that makes me so happy. <laughs> the well, mind you, the the, the the I just want to tell you that because literally, you were the first. 
friend of mine that I ever had, and I I never had a chance to tell you, and I wanted to tell you so many times, but I didn't want to interrupt you with your friends and, and you know, with the promoters that needed to talk to you and, and et cetera. So uh, now that I have this one-on-one time with you, I want to personally thank you so very much for being my first friend. You're so awesome, George. Thank you. Like, I, I mean, if you weren't an awesome person, I wouldn't be your friend, just to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I, I try. I try. So Yeah. Well, you know what? You didn't have to because we were friends right off the bat. Oh. <laughs> oh snap. Oh snap. <laughs> just like that. Just like, just like that. Wow. Like, I dropped the mic. <laughs> well it, and let me just say this off the record. If the mister is listening, I'm challenging you, WrestleMania weekend, to do the <gasps> same thing you did to me that you did to me during WrestleMania Miami, where you picked away at my suit and kept on saying, I could touch you wherever I want because I am so-and-so. I'm cha- if you're listening, I'm challenging you to do the same thing again at WrestleMania Orlando. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And if, if he, and look, I'm going to one-up the stakes. Christina will be my judge. You're also my judge. If he does No, I can't be a part of this. There's no way okay. I can be a part of this. Okay, fine. If Christina, that's not fair. Well, we have to be unbiased here. Well, yeah, and I'm quite biased because you know you're gonna lose. I'm just saying right now. I'm telling you right now, you're losing. You can be in, can be in the Mr. Corner, and I'll be I'll be in your corner. Whoa! Now the stakes are anteed up. Oh snap! So, so tell you what, if the Mister, if the Mister does the same thing to me again at WrestleMania Orlando, I will buy him. I guess a round of drinks, or or of course uh, dinner, or whatever he likes. I will buy him that day if he does. But if he doesn't, then at least I will say I'm four and zero against this time the challenge of the bounty house. Oh my gosh! Well, I think this is the coolest challenge ever because I think everybody wins in a way. <laughs> <laughs> well. Sue, you see the mister more than any of us, so let him know that George Alonso sends him a challenge. Oh, I'm sending the the challenge request, and believe me, you will get an answer of some sort. So, (laughs) I look forward to it. But, um, you know, back to, uh, let me ask you a quick question just for interview sake, because I feel like this just went went to a great chit-chat. I I love it. Um, So, Sue, uh, you know, one thing I want to ask you Uh, I know Christina talked to you about your character, about, you know, your inspiration and all that stuff. But I wanted to ask, you know, you have had a great career in the world of professional wrestling. As a matter of fact, you've had a couple chances already uh, with the, you know, with your former employer at the E. Um, You know, so I have to ask you, with the doors now opening more for women and, of course, the WWE, TNA, ROH, etc., uh, you know, what do you feel like, do you feel like the doors are opening back up for you to go back home? Or would you even take an opportunity to maybe guest coach at the performance center? What, what are your thoughts on all that? Um, you know, what always piques my interest is that people always, you know, ask, what what's going to happen? What's going to go down? To be honest, and you guys know me, I don't know anything. I don't know what's happening, but I'm always opening and slamming doors all the damn time that, honestly, the unknown is always the best way to go with me. Just because, you know, 
sometimes surprises happen, and sometimes when things are planned, they don't go the way they should, and people are like, what's going down? And it gets people invested. And the thing with me is that I don't care what happens, and I don't care what goes down. I'm enjoying life, and I'm enjoying wrestling, and I'm enjoying everything that I've been around. And with all the supportive, loving people that have been in my life right now, like, I can't be any luckier. And I don't know what's in store for me or what's playing in my cards in the future, but I do say this. This isn't the last you see of Sue Young because I'm still growing and I'm still learning and I'm still developing and evolving in any way I can because I feel like there's no limit and I don't think there's any limit to anybody in the world anymore. And so you you have to like can I vouch or should I can I share an opinion and say that since you uh, you know left the WWE you've evolved to a, such a better person wrestler you know everything all in general. I mean it, it's all upon opinion because I mean you know there's some people who have different mindset of you know where success is. My opinion of success is what makes you happy because in life happiness is very hard to achieve and when you do what makes you happy and you can genuinely like genuinely see somebody happy that's the biggest blessing of all because you can't you can't be any better you can't you know completely and uh, my last question would be now that we're on this whole WWE subject uh, like the rumors have been rampant uh, Sue, I'm pretty sure you've also heard it from a couple fans because, you know, it's something that's going around from dirt sheets to fans' mouths to fans' mouths to probably even workers, you know, about it, the WWE possibly opening up their doors to a tournament for women just like how, you know, they they did for the cruiserweights. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you feel like you might have an opportunity to be entered into that tournament if they happen to do it? To be honest, um, I think that if we were to talk about this five years ago, everyone would say whoever thought the idea was crazy. The fact that this is an idea and the fact that this is such an amazing opportunity for so many people and so many things that could happen, I think that it's an it's an amazing thing. And as far as for me, on my sake, I have no idea what's going to happen because everyone has their own opinion about wrestling. Some people love me, some people don't, and that's okay. Like, you know, it is what it is. You take what you get, and you love life. And if you can't do that, then, you know, normally it's sad. I'd rather be happy. Just my preference. But, hey, it's okay, man. Everyone to their own. No, yeah, you have to be happy first before you could do anything else. Because if you're not happy, then why are you doing what are you, you're doing? And I'm and, and I'm very very happy that you're happy doing what you're doing, Sue. Honestly, uh, you're, you're and not only that, I'm surrounded by amazing loving people like you guys. I can't yeah. be any luckier. I feel like a princess. Like, I legitimately feel like a princess. You guys all make me feel so happy and proud to really like you know let me know it's okay that I can live my dream, and that's why I advocate it so much, because it's been shown to me. And I don't believe anyone's dreams are stupid, because anything can happen. Anything's possible. Based on more planets in the universe where we can live on different planets. Can you imagine, like, the wrestling wars we're going to have then? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> well, 
Well, you're almost having my co-host here, Christina, at the verge of tears. <laughs> Stop. Like, Why? Don't cry. It's okay. Because she, like, uh, last week, oh, my God, she is crying. Well, like, last week, oh. she, she achieved a lot of dreams herself last year. I mean, sorry, not last year, last week. Last week, right? About two, about a week or two ago. Uh, she achieved a lot of dreams, uh, like, in the last week or two. And uh, and basically, and basically um, she thought that, like, like you, she thought that she would never accomplish those dreams. Like, you know, she started off as a wrestling fan, just like you, you know. And, and here she was, like, yeah, dude. oh, my God. You, you know, I'm going to sit in this chair, and I'm never going to do this or that. You know, and then all of a sudden, one day to the next, she became one of the most, you know, uplifting journalists in this wrestling business, and I'm proud to work with yes. her. Yes. Just like, you know, um, you became one of the most uplifting wrestlers I've ever met. Like, uh-huh. like literally, to every single time I walk into a wrestling venue, whether it's at the same time that the doors open or because they let us in early because we're working it as journalists. Every single time we walk into a venue, everyone else is running around saying, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, where's this? Where's that? And you look at you, and you're there smiling and loving everyone and like, hey, everyone, cheer up. I love it. It's like you're that <laughs> character that could end all depression. <laughs> Wrestling's supposed to be fun, and no matter what you're doing in it, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunity, an amazing place. It, you can't not be happy. Being when you see a wrestling ring, there's no way you can't smile. There's no way unless you know yet something traumatic happened. But that's a different thing for most people when they see a wrestling ring. It's it's very happy. And you know, before we we cut you off because you know time's getting a little short, I do want to put on. The yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. No, 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 it's not your fault. But I do want to go on. What the were you saying? I wasn't officially crying <laughs> You were to so put that out there because my roommates text me too saying I'm not being a professional because I'm crying. Mm. But it was just, you know. Oh, um, no. How can you say that? You don't ever be upset about crying because guess what? One of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Ric Flair, he cries all the time and it's okay. Terry <laughs> Funk cries. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. It's okay because you know what? Of all the things he's done, he, you know what I mean? Crying doesn't show weakness. It shows strength because you've been through something. It's okay. And it's right. And it's cool. Yeah, but I was just like, you know, it's just very touching to kind of just get, you know, how much of the support that we give to, you know, the workers and everyone behind the curtain, the guys and gals that really bust their butts to do what they do. And, you know, for you to come on our show and kind of, you know, show the same support towards us. And because, you know, Without each other, we don't go very far. You know, you need the workers to put on the show, but you also need, you know, the people, you know, behind the microphone like we are to kind of, you know, try to get everyone their, their spot and give them their, their platform to, you know, to be able to come onto the show and tell their stories. And, you know, especially the, for the fans that go and watch at the shows but don't really get a chance to kind of, you know, hang out with you or talk to you after shows. It's, it's definitely great for, you know, people to come on the show and kind of give that outlet. So I thank yeah. you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you. Oh, know, my gosh. Special and even just, like, your friendship, like, outside of, you know, the ring and outside <laughs> of the show. It means a lot, you know, especially with it being, you know, Women's Appreciation Night, you know, two women that, you know, support each other in their yeah, you know, respective fields. It's, it's absolutely great, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I have 
such an entire like girl crush on you, so I thank you. Oh so my much. gosh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of love to go around, so much love to you guys, and I really appreciate being on the show. Like, it just made my night. It was so awesome. So thank you guys for having me. No, it's our pleasure, Sue. So before you go, let's go ahead and do some plugs. How can fans follow you on social media, whether it's a fan page uh, or Instagram, Twitter? How can bookers get a hold of you for any kind of inquiries? And uh, where can the fans catch you next live next uh, next time, Sue? Well, um, for me, you can find me on Facebook uh, under my fan page, Real Sue Young, and also R-E-A-L-S-U-Y-U-N-G on Twitter. And that's it. And also, if you need to email me, it'll be, it'll be, um, awesome. It'll be, um, basically, it's just going to be a big old party if you email me at realcyoung at yahoo.com because I will respond to fan mail and I'll respond to anybody that's inquiring me about bookings or anything like that. And, you know, I'm just pretty laid back, man. Just having a good time. Awesome. Well, Sue, thank you so very much for coming on. I do appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you in Orlando uh, for WrestleMania week. And remember to pass that message to the mister because the challenge is on. I got you guys. And hell yeah, I can't wait to see you guys at Mania weekend. All right. We'll see you for Toggle Thursday. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. Guys, that was Miss Sue Young. What an amazing young lady that she You know, we say we were supposed to interview her, but instead we just had a great talk, and, and I couldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, it was definitely one of the most um, personal, I don't know if you want to call it interview, but I guess personal conversations I've had on this air. Yeah. Because, you know, Sue is definitely somebody that, you know, I'm definitely well aware of her work, you know, inside the ring, but mm-hmm. outside it's... Um, you know, I do value her, her friendship, and I think she's such a fantastic person. She is so cool, so down to earth. You know, she still wants to, you know, kind of, you know, stay around and hang out with fans and talk with them. Because, you know, you get a lot of the workers that after the show's done, they're back on the road. Yeah. Which is fine because I understand how busy, you know, people are, but she really does take the time out to kind of, you know, be personable with her fans and, mm-hmm. and give that time back, you know, after, you know, her match is done, she's at her merch table selling, yep. selling merch and she's out there, you know, chit chatting and, and, you know, being one-on-one with fans. And that's how you gain relationships and that's how you gain fans. Okay. People that will actually want to follow you throughout your career is to, to be able to give back in that way. And, and she's definitely one of the top people to do that. And I absolutely adore her for it. Well, mind you, the, the, the thing is, is that uh, with, with that being said, uh, you know, last last time we ever saw Sue, uh, you brought up the Power Ranger topic to her, and, and I think we would have been talking there forever just talking about that thing. But um, the last time I saw her, we we talked about Power Rangers for just like 15 minutes because I think she was wearing the pink Ranger beanie, yep, yep. and then you know we went out to dinner after and we we're talking about the whole new movie. But I digress. Go ahead. Anywho, but guys, next week is nothing more. It's not even going to be close to appreciation because we got two very tough individuals coming on the show next week. And I'm talking about Rob Fury from the SWF, the SWF promoter, Rob Fury will be here. But we're going to have another guy that I swear that you told me when I shared you his picture, you told me that he was scary looking. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So we're going to have Congo Kong on this show next week. The, the unstoppable Congo Kong. As a matter of fact, he's appeared on the GWF promotion with Jeff Jarrett, and he's also appeared on TNA 
Uh, I don't know if he's on the tapings coming up, but basically he's appeared on both. So he will be coming on to Russell City Radio next next Monday here on the show. Yep, I cannot wait. Another yeah. week, another show. Yeah. Right next to you, George. Yeah. What a pleasure. What an absolute yeah. pleasure I have. It is a pleasure. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? It is a pleasure. It's all right. Uh, you good for nothing. Anyway, guys, for every, don't interrupt me. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the king. Why can't okay, I close I, now? I, I, I want to close. I want, all right, I, I, guys. I, 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 for me and George but, here, your lollipop queen. Ruining it for everybody. Speaking from your your lollipop queen here and my co-host here, George Alonzo, it has been a fantastic show. We hope you guys had a great time and catch us here next Monday on Blog Talk Radio slash The Roman Show here Monday at 6 p.m. for another dose of Wrestle City Radio. Don't talk to me. You did my job. I don't talk to me. I did it better. Ha 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 ha. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.